a journalist I've been following a little bit called Philip O'Connor. And I first discovered Philip on um, Eamon Dunphy's The Stand. And uh, Philip, uh, Philip, are you on the line? I am indeed. Oh, yeah. well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'll talk about you behind your back there for a second. I will. I will. I'll shut up. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I talked. To, I, I I was looking at Philip uh, on the stand. Uh, he can interrupt me anytime he wants to if I get any facts wrong. And he was talking about um, the. He's, he lives in Sweden, I believe. If I hear nothing from him, I presume I'm right. He lives in Sweden, I believe, and he covers the COVID nineteen uh, crisis extremely eloquently and emolliently. And uh, he's very thorough in his research. And he's covered, of course, the herd immunity uh, phenomenon, or what we like to call the herd immunity phenomenon, how that's worked out in Sweden. But this time, he is embarking on a completely separate, dis- distinct and different and interesting project in itself. For Philip is going to the United States in the run-up to the general election. And Philip, am I right in saying you're going to go to 50 states, 50 days, to do 50 podcasts, to do what? Uh, to find out how America is going to vote in this election, basically, Mario. And what your friend was saying there earlier is very interesting, right? We talk an awful lot. We get an awful lot of bad news. We get this presented to us the whole time. So my idea is rather than just listen to, oh, you know, Trump is crap or Biden is crap or whatever, I'm going to go there. I'm going to put a microphone under the noses of the American voter. I'm going to say, tell me. Tell me what you think. Tell me your hopes. Tell me your dreams. Tell me your fears. And I'm going to put it out every single day, all the way from Los Angeles. And I'm going to finish up in New York, probably in Times Square on Election Day. And I'm going to let them tell me the story of this American presidential election. And that is going to be fascinating because we are going to hear, if you listen to this podcast, we are going to hear a rather different story than the one that is possibly presented by, quote, liberal media elites and assholes like Mario Rosenstock, uh, etc. Yeah, and Philip O'Connor, has to be said. Yeah, that's the general idea, Mario. In the beginning, I actually thought, right, I, like, I could probably get in contact with LeBron James, the basketball player, and I could interview LeBron James, and I could get Joe Rogan, and I could get, you know, all these American celebrities. And then I went, how boring would that be? Just hearing from the same people that we hear about the whole time who have massive platforms on Instagram and on Twitter and that kind of thing. So I decided I was going to do exactly the opposite, and I'm just going to go and just talk to normal people. And I'm going to do that by standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, as the Eagles wrote, and mm. asking people what they think. I'm going to go around the place, you know, to gyms and to diners and to gas stations. And, you know, if there's a rally on, I might go to that. If not, I might just go to, you know, a local bar or, you know, if there's line dancing going on somewhere in Texas, I'll go there and ask those people. Because the reason for it really, Mario, is I was in Manhattan in the Hilton, in the Hilton Hotel in Midtown Manhattan in 2016, the night that Trump was elected. And he was a couple of floors above me. And his staff were coming down to the bar at about five o'clock in the evening. Evening. And they were kind of saying, you know, well, we fight the good fight, but that's uh, we fought the good fight, but that's over. I thought, okay, but I was with a friend of mine who'd actually travelled just sort of, yeah west to east across America. And he said, no, 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 this is not over yet. He's going to win. And then Florida fell to Trump, and all of Trump's people went back upstairs. And that was when all of America realised that everybody had got this wrong. That Trump was actually going to be the next president of the United States. And if you go back to 2016, like you know, do you remember what a huge shock that was, Mario? The whole world was going, nah, nah, not your man, not your not your man. And then all of a sudden he's in the White House, you know. So, you know, for me, the fact that we got that so badly wrong, you know, as a sort of a media core, I started to look at that and go, you know, well, okay, how can we do it differently? And the fact of the matter is, Mario, that these are the people we didn't listen to. We listened to all the people on CNN and on MSNBC and on Fox News, and not even Fox News knew, you know. So that was, you know, what got me going on this idea. And then mm. I thought, okay, 50 states, 50 podcasts, 50 days. And not only that, but like, you know, it's talking to ordinary people and presenting what they say also to ordinary people. 
people. I don't really want to have too much to do with, with journalists. I, mean, I want to put this out there for people to be able to make up their own minds about this whole process. Not everybody thought that Trump was going to lose. There was a silent minority, or no, a vocal minority, if you like. People like Michael Moore were had been on television for months previously saying that this guy can win and may win, that basically this man was a Molotov cocktail which the disenfranchised, the forgotten, the so-called deplorables, they were going to use this guy as a Molotov cocktail to throw into the system, to throw into the swamp and to blow it up. And he, they were right, he did win. But just to slightly temper what you're saying, very slightly, the media weren't totally wrong. When it came to the national vote, the polls suggested that Hillary Clinton would win. She did win the national vote. When it came to the uh, swing state votes, the polls suggested "Mm, it's close, it's quite close, and a lot of them would suggest that it was within the margin of error, except the wrong way for Hillary, so it went to Trump. So not everybody um, said that she would definitely win, but I think we got carried away with the idea that she was so far ahead in the national polls, Philip. Mm. Well, I think the other thing is, Mario, if you go back through American politics, right, if you go back to just before the Civil War in the 1800s, what has always happened in American politics is they've always tried to maintain a balance. So, you know, if one side got something, then the other side got something, and they've kept it very, very tight. And we kind of lacked that understanding, especially outside of America, about what was going on in the swing states. And that's, you know, they're really the levels that things are being concentrated on, like places like Florida. That was a bellwether. That was the canary in the coal mine. And as soon as we realized that you know, Florida was gone, you know, so I really think that, you know, for observers, especially outside America, this podcast is sort of designed to inform them about these things, but also about the voters who are going to be deciding these things, because we all sort of sat there completely helpless. I don't have a vote. You don't have a vote. Many people listening to this don't have a vote, you know, so that's the reason. And like you say, you call them exactly what they are, the forgotten, the deplorables, the people who are never asked anything, you know, Mm. and the fact that Michael Moore was sort of like, like John the Baptist preaching his truth in the desert, I think that only actually really proves my point, you know, because it took a celebrity or it takes a celebrity for us to pay any attention to what's going on. And there's also a sort of a reaction to that. I think Bill Hicks, the great American comedian who's sadly no longer with us, he used to talk about bands telling you what to think about politics and telling them to shut the F up because, you know, what he wanted to hear from was normal people. He doesn't want rich Hollywood celebrities telling us how to think, you know, and that's the idea that I had. I just wanted to get down sort of, you know, onto street level and find out what's going on there. I know. Let's go to Winslow, Arizona and find out what people are thinking. Um, What do you think you're going to hear, uh, Philip? So let me put the question, what I'm trying to think of. Do you think you're going to be, again, mildly or quite surprised by what you hear in the sense that are you thinking that you're going to hear a 2016 vibe all over again, that there are a silent majority out there who still want this guy? To be honest, Mario, I have no idea what I'm going to hear. And that's the great thing. I I want to go into this with an open mind, Mm. right? And the brilliant thing about America is if you want to know what they think of anything, if you want to know what American people think about anything ask them because they'll tell you you know and any time I've ever been over there filming on the street or a microphone you know here in Scandinavia people are very reserved and you ask them if they'll do a vox pop when you put a microphone under their nose in the street go oh no I couldn't no 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 please no I won't do that at all in America they go hey hey buddy what are you doing who are you reporting for here uh, you know and then they yeah. go, okay that's about oh yeah I could talk to you about that right so I was doing a thing one time with a basketball player from Sweden a guy called Jonas Yerebko just on the edge of Central Park there he was staying in the hotel and we literally walked out of the hotel and this man just started talking to us and it was 
doing it for radio because it was brilliant because this guy went, you play ball, you play ball, you know, and I got that thing in there directly. So that's, you know, I'm going in there with the idea that I don't know anything about this. Mm. I don't want to pretend that I know anything about this. I just want to go out there and say, okay, who are you? What do you think of this? How do you think you're going to vote? What, what will affect the way you vote? What could change your mind on these things? What do you think of Black Lives Matter? What do you think of China? Mm. What do you think of Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden and Harris? What do you think of all these things? And then I'm just going to shut up. Now, mm. I mean, people will find that hard to believe, Mario, that either you or I could sort of switch it off and just let other people talk. But that's what I've got to let them do. And just let them tell me their stories. Because far too often we want to listen to people and then we want to repeat something back to them. We want to give them the filter. And I honestly, I guarantee I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let them tell their story and then I'm going to move on to the next street corner, Winslow, Arizona, and see if I can find somebody different to tell me a different story. Because I guarantee you that I'll meet people who work on the front lines. I'll meet veterans. I'll meet homeless people. I'll meet drug addicts. I'll meet millionaires. I'll meet coke addicts. I'll meet absolutely everybody out there because American, America is this great big melting pot. And frankly, I don't think that 50 podcasts in 50 days is even near enough to tell the story of this vast nation and all these vast, vastly differing opinions that they may have on this subject. And how are you going to do it, Philip? Explain to me the mechanics of it. Not the making of the podcast, but you getting... This is it. We're living in the era of coronavirus. You're going to the United States of America. Do you need a visa to go to the United States of America? How are you going to get that visa? How are you going to travel around America? Train, bus, plane, what? Well, basically what I've got to do is I've got to go to quarantine in Croatia for 14 days first because you can't get into America out from the Schengen region at the moment and Sweden is a part of Schengen. So I've got to go to Croatia for 14 days. Uh, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go over to the West Coast first. So I'll land in LA a couple of days before I start and I'll do the California podcast from Los Angeles, California. From there, I'm going to go on to Hawaii, then back to Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, and then up to Alaska. So they're really the hardest parts of it. So if you look at a map of America, Mario, the, the West is huge and it takes ages to to get around it. So there's going to be mostly flights, right? But the, the further you go towards the East Coast, the tighter things get together. So you could probably do sort of, you know, three or four podcasts from Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Rhode Island and New York on the one day, but I'm not going to do that. So when I get to that part, when I get towards the middle of America, that's when I'm going to shift maybe from doing planes to doing trains and Greyhound buses and that kind of thing. I've asked Elon Musk for the loan of a Tesla, but he hasn't replied to me yet. <laughs> uh, I'd love to just, you know, sort of drive along because that's the great thing about America as well. You stop anywhere, any gas station, people will talk to you. The attendant will talk to you. In a diner, people will talk to you, you know? And I really think that those are the places there where you meet truck drivers crisscrossing America, traveling salespeople, that kind of thing. I reckon there's brilliant stories to come out of those people or those places. So it really is going to be trains, planes, and automobiles. And I'm not sticking to a very specific plan at the moment. The first five or six states, I know what I'm going to do. But what I also want to do, Mario, is react to what's happening. I want to react to if something happens, if there's a rally somewhere, if there's a murder somewhere, if there's a report comes out of somewhere. I want to be able to go, okay, I want to go to that place now. I don't want to follow the candidates, but I want to be where things are happening, you know. So if something, you know, and I sincerely hope that something doesn't happen, like the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, I want to be able to go to that place and talk to people around that in the aftermath of that kind of thing, you know. So that's, I want to keep it as flexible as possible. And I think the fact that, you know, the, the further I go east, the easier that's going to be. But the other thing is that you're at the mercy of the weather gods and everything else like mm. that. So it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a lot of stuff will be done on the hoof. But I've literally said, you know, three T-shirts, three pairs of boxers and uh, a microphone and that's it. And I'll just do me laundry as I go and, and just be as flexible and, and as mobile as possible. Three three pairs of underpants and the truth. And listen, come here, you are, <laughs> you are living in Sweden, which means obviously you are independently wealthy and that means you're able to afford to go around um, America. So, so where do you get I all the money it, yeah. to do all this, Philip? 
Where I get all the money, basically, but I put it out on Kickstarter. The media business has kind of been destroyed by COVID-19, right? You'll see journalists every day who are looking for new jobs, that kind of thing. That happened to me too. I work a lot with sports, so I should have been covering the European Championships and the Olympics. And as we all know, it's not just about the tournaments themselves. It's all this, so the pre-work and interviews, that kind of thing that goes into that. So all that work went out the, the window. So at the moment, I try to do this as a crowdfunded thing. So it's out on Kickstarter at the moment. And for a tenner, people will get their 50 podcasts plus an email every week from me out on the road. If they pay 25 euros, they can get an email from me every day. But nobody, not even my wife, wants to hear from me every day while I'm out there, I can imagine. But yeah, it's going to be crowdfunding. And it's very important for, that people sort of get behind this. There's also sp sponsorship opportunities for companies out there. But I do think that it's going to be people who say, look at Phil, I see the value in what you're doing here. I appreciate what you're doing here. And if 5,000 people put 10 euros ahead into it, because insurance is expensive, travel is expensive, but that means that I'm going to be able to do it. And, you know, it's kind of snowballing at the moment. It started very slowly, the snowball at the moment there's about three or four weeks left mm. in the campaign and I actually do think it's going to get there because if you look at the second captains if you look at you know people are more and more prepared to pay for content and this is also another thing that you're paying you know five or ten euros a month for the rest of your life it's a one shot deal yes I'm going uh, to give you a tenner right today so how do I do it if I how do I do it I uh, go online yeah, you go online to kickstarter.com and you just search for 50 states, 50 podcasts and there'll be a picture of me will pop up there with my arms folded and uh, you'll find it there. You can also find it on my Twitter feed and I'm going to tweet it to your Twitter feed now and if you can tweet it out to your fans, that would yeah. be tremendous. Or you'll find me at, at Philip O'Connor on Twitter or just search for Philip O'Connor, annoying Irish journalist online and you'll find me very, very easily. I think you're doing the state some service here, uh, Philip, because um, I think people do need to hear the voice of ordinary people. Um, on the airwaves, whatever those waves are, whether they be podcast or, or national airwaves, yeah. Yeah, well, I think the idea is to try to complement, not to replace the New York Times or anything else like that. I couldn't possibly do that. But I'm trying to give people a completely different view of what's going on over there. And, you know, like I do think that there will be great value in it because at the end of this campaign, whoever gets elected on November 3rd when I'll be in New York, I don't want anybody who's listened to my podcast to say, well, that surprised me. If you listen to these 50 podcasts, there'll be no surprises on polling day. Yeah. And what's the role of music in it? Is, am I right in saying there is some role in music? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, if you think of all the songs, like that line for the Eagles, Take It Easy, Standing on a Corner, Winslow, Arizona, you know, California, Love It. There's so many things that have just, town, names of town, Sweet Home, Alabama, all these things have stood out. And the themes of those songs as well, you know, uh, Neil Young writing that song, and then, you know, uh, what was it? Sweet Home, Alabama, it was Leonard Skinner replying and that kind of thing. What was behind all those things? So I've got to tease these things out as well. Mm. You know, Fargo is one of those places that's mentioned in popular culture and a movie as well. So, you know, there's going to be some things in there for, for gents of a similar vintage to you and me and for ladies too you know who can sort of relate to some of these things we'll try and get behind some of the stories of those places too cool have you roped any money out of dunphy uh, i haven't yet no that'd be the next call i call him early tomorrow morning before he gets too excited about whatever racing is going on tomorrow and see what i can get out but maybe i might actually get to con contribute to the podcast there once a week no absolutely sort of yeah he, he's making well. so much money from that podcast of his he's good for at least a grand philip Oh, I, I believe he owns a whole supermarket chain in Ireland. Now, Absolutely, yeah. Philip, listen, um, I'm going to put a tenner into it today anyway, and then um, and then uh, I, I'll kickstart that uh, on my Twitter as well for you. And thanks a million for coming on and talking to me about this. It's a really interesting subject, and I hope to receive your feeds uh, on the upcoming um, election cycle. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Mario. Thank you. You're very welcome, Philip.